Hi everyone, hola a todos, and welcome to the Sacktown MX, presented by the Sacktown FC podcast, the number one soccer-specific podcast in Sacramento. My name is Luis, and I'm joined by my co-host, Danny. How are you, man? I'm doing good, man. I'm excited about this. Um, you know, we always we always mention our love for Liga MX on Sacktown FC. I don't feel like there's a, there's a good English, you know, podcast on Liga MX. We're hoping to be the first and the best. Um, and hopefully we can uh, get some listeners and get some support uh, of people that are still interested in, in this league as well. Yeah. And, you know, just as you said that, um, we actually like decided to to create this podcast, you know, for, for that reason. Like we, we talked to people about Liga Mekis and, you know, a lot of people have said that they don't know too much about the league. Mm-hmm. And a part of it is, you know, because it's not really in English as much. I mean, you, you do have, you know, some games that are now, you know, commentated in English, but I think mm-hmm. that there's just not that much coverage in English. Right. And, you know, we know how exciting of a league it is that, you know, I think everyone should check it out. It's really exciting. I mean, it's kind of sucks that we, they're getting rid of ProRail, which, you know, made it even that much more exciting. But you still get quality teams. Like, you you still get, like, really good football as you watch. So, yeah, yeah. definitely. And, you know, I think uh, people should get more more uh, involved with Liga MX. Um, they're doing a lot of, uh, you know, mixed tournaments with MLS. Um, so it, it would just be cool for everybody to kind of be familiar, um, maybe even pick their favorite team, you know, so we can all talk about it and, be involved it's it's a great league it's fun to watch um and i grew up watching it and i love it so i'm hoping to get other people also interested and and in love with the with the league that i i'm in love with <laughs> yeah. yeah and if, if everyone's trying to pick a team you know we we recommend Cruz Azul. um but you know but really you know if if you pick any other team you know that's fine i mean the thing is picking a team and having a team that you support and and all that would be would be great so you know, it's our hope that, you know, with this podcast, again, you know, we'll not only be able to let you know more about what's going on with Liga Mekis in the present season, but also for you to learn more about the history of the league. So it's our plan to um, be able to have some interviews with former players, maybe current players as well. Um, some of those might be in Spanish. Others, you know, if we're able to get them in English, we will try to get them in English as well. So it'll kind of be a mixture, but it might be more Spanish. So if you know Spanish, you know, welcome to check it out. If you're trying to learn Spanish, hey, it's, it's a great opportunity to, to learn Spanish as you listen to some of the interviews that, that we do as well. But when the league comes back and we start reviewing matches uh, that happen each week, they will actually be in English. So we, we will have those uh, podcasts for you in English. Awesome. So, Danny, I wanted to start off, you know, by us talking about how we got into Liga MX, which, you know, would essentially start with how we became Crossul fans. So I'll let you start it off. Yeah, you know, uh, I, I, I even though I don't remember much of it because uh, I was very young, um, but we did grow up in, in Mexico City and that's where Cruz Azul was based out of. Um, so you either pick, have a pick of three teams, usually in Mexico City. I know there's a lot of Chivas fans out there for whatever reason, it's kind of weird, but it's one of the biggest teams in Mexico. So I guess that's understandable. And a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the Northerners, uh, people from Jalisco, Guadalajara, 
uh, from up there. Also, a lot of them choose to move to uh, Mexico City for better opportunities. Uh, my grandfather actually moved to Mexico City from um, Michoacan. Um, that was before Morelia got formed. I was back in like the 50s or so. Um, he moved to, to Mexico City. Uh, it was back when Mexico City was kind of barely starting to grow. It wasn't what it is today, not even close. Um, the story that I hear from my family is literally you could have you could go to the city and there were houses that were built and you could literally walk in and claim one of those houses as your own. You just had to like put a lock on it. So there's people out there that own like different houses, my family being one of them. They own like multiple houses in the city because they still own them all the way from back then. Um, so my grandfather was a, a huge, uh, you know, football fan um, ever since his, his youth. Uh, but him not having a, a team in Michoacan, he finally was able to support, you know, a team in Mexico City. Um, my dad hasn't really gotten into, into the whole why he chose Cruz Azul, like, for example, over America. Uh, but my, my grandpa was a diehard Cruz Azul fan. Uh, as, as far as I knew, uh, he never wore any other colors, uh, which, you know, it's all generational. My, my dad quickly followed his footsteps. Um, and then, you know, yours truly was born and followed my dad's footsteps. Um, so I remember when I was little, he used to take us to the Stadio Azteca and watch them play Necaxa. Uh, that's the one game I remember going with him and our neighbors because we're all Cruz Azul fans. Uh, we wanted to play. We, we were playing Necaxa when Necaxa was still playing in the Estadio Azteca. It was Cruz Azul, America, and Necaxa playing in the same stadium. Um, also going to, you know, when Atlante was really good back then in the, like the early 90s, I remember uh, seeing Atlante um, play Cruz Azul and it was just a way of life for me, man. Um, my dad worked for a, a, a place called Comisión Nacional del Deporte, which means the National Commission of Sports in Mexico. They pretty much provide um, uniforms, um, equipment to all the professional teams. Um, so he would bring me to work. I mean, I was a little toddler, but he would bring me to work. And I remember I would always see, you know, people like Jorge Campos and people just walking around because that's where they go and pick up their uniforms and, and, and do different things. And, and it was kind of just like the norm for me, you know? Um, and I got to meet a lot of my idols growing up. And that's where that passion for that team came from because they, they saw me as, you know, like their little, their little guy, you know, they, they treated me like a part of their family. Um, and they st it still holds true today. They, they, they love, you know, the kids and the community. And that's why I love the team. And that, you know, just bled blue ever since birth, man. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an amazing story too. I mean, I, I I've been in blue since since I was born as well. But my uh, passion, you know, came from my dad. It's kind of funny because when he first had to pick a team, it was back when he was probably like maybe five or six, or no, maybe a little, maybe like seven or eight years old. And he said he he was kind of like looking at other teams, like figuring out okay, which team should I support? And he was between Cruz uh, Azul and Chivas. And he says he remembers buying like those uh, like shirt stick on decals, the kind that you know you iron on or iron on uh, decals. And he had those two, and he put them on like two white shirts. And he was like so like undecided, like which one am I gonna go with? And then he finally went with Cruz Azul, 
because it was during the time, you know, when we had all those great players, the time when like our golden time, which was essentially like in the 70s. So he went with them and then he he moved to uh, Mexico City when he was a teenager. And, you know, he kept supporting them. He was there. Um, he, he went to, to a game back when they were in the Azteca as well. So, you know, he, he brought that with him. And so ever since I was born, since, you know, we were able to actually watch games on TV, on Telemundo, when, when we used to be on Telemundo, which was, you know, in the late 90s, I would watch the games too. It, it started to become like a weekly routine to watch games, you know, whether it was on Saturdays, Sundays, whatever day the, the game was being played. And so, you know, it, it stuck through me ever since then. And uh, my grandpa goes for Chivas and he's a hardcore Chivas fan. And it, it's kind of funny because when I was, uh, I must have been probably like four or five years old, he came back from Mexico and he had uh, gotten me like a little Chivas jersey, which that never, I never put that on. <laughs> uh, I still have it like hanging somewhere too. But yeah, he, he I mean, you gotta like, You got to keep the good memory, but you know, you can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I was like, yeah, I can't. Like, I mean, I don't go for that team, but, you know, he gave it to me as a gift. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll have it there for you. Um, so it was kind of funny. He kind of wanted to convert me, but I was like, yeah, no, I'm not being converted, you know. I'm yeah, good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, ever since then, you know, every single week, you know, like I, I can relate to what you were saying on, on one of our uh, Sacktown FC podcasts of, you know, watching games with my dad. Oh yeah, it's like it's just like no other feeling, you know. Like if if I was gonna watch a game, I, like I wouldn't watch it with anybody else but him, you know, because we get really into it, you know. Like if the team's doing good, we're so happy. If we're doing bad, we're like mm-hmm. shouting at the players on the TV, yeah. like just so angry at the team not playing well. But yeah, I mean, it's it's been like a routine ever since then. And I remember when. I got the chance to actually go to my first game, which, you know, sadly wasn't in Mexico, but it was back when I was a freshman in high school. I had a friend who also, he said he was a Azul fan. He was more a fan of uh, Kikin back then. He kind of went for any team that he played with. But I remember we, we went to the, the game and it was like, it was like a really last minute thing because I didn't know they were going to be playing in San Jose. So found out, I think it must have been like when I was in lunch in high school uh, and back in, like I said, freshman year. And I remember, I think, getting out of uh, school and, well, me and him were, like, talking, like, oh, we should go and all this, too. And me telling my parents, like, we should go to this game. You know, we don't have tickets, but can we go to this game? Because it's not too far from here. And, you know, ended up going with my parents and uh, him. And it was a good game, even though we lost in penalty kicks, because it was like, I think it was like a 1-1 tie. And it was against Mm -hmm. Morelia. And then they went to penalty kicks and... We had Conejo as a goalie, and he was in the oh, best, yeah. you know, like penalty blocker. So I remember how like excited I was for that game because you know here I was seeing my like TV idols, you know, the players I I would only see on TV, but now I'm seeing them in person, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking of players like again, you know, Kikin, Chelito. Uh, I think Chelo was in that squad still. El Conejo. So, That's good. That was a good team. Yeah, it, it was a really good team, and. I was super excited for that. And so I went to that game and then I think a lot of years passed by <laughs> after that. And, and I, I went to another game. It was the, the game against uh, Earthquakes that you went as well too. 
And then just last year, I went to a game uh, against uh, Atlas as well. So it's it's been really great. And, you know, it's still on my bucket list to actually go to a game in Mexico, especially, you know, being in the Azteca now. I think that that would be an awesome trip. And, you know, hopefully that, that can happen here soon. But, yeah, I mean, passionate about the league. Always follow, not just Cruz Azul, though. I, I do follow, like, uh, other teams as well in the league, you know. So if there's a game on TV... I'll watch it. You know, it could be, I mean, it could, it could be two teams that are like lower in the table, but to me, you know, just the league is really exciting and I'm just so familiar with like most of the players and most of the teams that, you know, gets you excited to, to watch, watch the game and, and all that. So it's, that's it's so a funny, really man. Thing. Yeah. My, my dad, that reminds me of my dad so much. Uh, that dude is always watching the, uh, football. Uh, no, like no matter who's playing, you know, uh, he records every single game of La Liga and Mendes. And every time I go over to his house uh, to, you know, eat or just to visit them, uh, he's watching, you know, it could be like Puebla versus Pachuca. And he's so into it. And, you know, he just loves the game, you know, and his passion is Cruz Azul. He was, a, he was a, an amazing, an amazing player growing up. Um, he was actually going to play for Toros Nessa, if you remember them. Oh, yeah, I remember. So he got called uh, to play for them. Um, he was unable to to do that because my oldest brother was born. So he had to work to take care of my my brother and my mom, you know. But, you know, he was an incredible defender uh, back in his day uh, professionally. You know, he's always saying, oh, man, if, if I was like back in my age, I could run circles around these guys. You know, and I think that's where the, the, the passion came from. Uh, my entire family are Cruz Azul fans, except for my mom. Um, I have uh, two brothers and a sister. Um, and everybody, everybody followed my dad's footsteps. But my mom is the only one in the house that goes for America and her entire side of the family. And they're America fans. And of course, we love each other. But during those games, man, it gets... It gets pretty intense in the house, you know, so, but I love it, man. I love every minute of it. There's, there's picture, pictures of us hugging each other and my mom's the only one in yellow and it's just super funny, but you know, it's, it's, it's still family and it's still, if you think about it, it's still kind of the same city. I know the hatred is there, but it's just that sense of pride too, you know, because yeah. even, uh, even Cruz Azul is out. I still want, I still want a capital team. Uh, other than that, I mean, I usually want Pumas to take it because they're the other capital team. But you know, you still you still want to see you know the Mexico City take it you know every time because it's that's another kind of tournament that's going on. Is the the rural they call them the rural cities and then the the city the big cities you know. So it's just great. It's great to watch. It's a fun tournament for sure. Yeah. No. And and like I mean, it's it's actually I think exciting when like you have family members that go for other teams. Yeah. As opposed to everyone just following the same team because when you play against each other, now it's like a like a little party fun. and it's like, okay, who's going to win? And all the like friendly talking back and forth and all that yeah. too. Like my girlfriend goes to America and her dad mm-hmm. is a hardcore America fan too. And and it's great, you know, because when they play against each other, you're just like, oh, we're going to beat you guys and oh, we're yeah. going to like do better. Just, and all and that's, that's actually the funnest rivalry you watch, man. Uh, everybody's watching when those two teams play. It's like the biggest game of the of the season. My uncle, we call him Chucho. Uh, my uncle Chucho, he's like the huge, huge America fan. I mean, he will fight people when <laughs> America. Like he's a hardcore fan, uh, and it's just fun. He lives in LA, 
Um, I went to visit him last year too. And I brought up that five, two win. It was right after that. <laughs> and he, I couldn't even talk about it with him. He's just like, no, don't even bring that up. You know, <laughs> and it's just fun. It's just a fun kind of back and forth. And at the end of the day, we still love each other and you're going to expect that, but that's what makes it fun, man. You know, yeah. you're not always going to agree. Um, but it's fun, always fun to watch, uh, to watch games together too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, you know, but before, you know, all this, all this happened, uh, you know, we were in first place. We had that last game against America, which you know, mm-hmm. we beat one zero sweet victory with Corona blocking the penalty oh, at yeah. the last minute. I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen, at least in one of our games where our goalkeeper blocks a penalty and gets I've, the win. The, the scenario that happened that game, I've seen it happen many times, especially with, with Club America. Mm-hmm. It, it happened over and over again, where all of a sudden at the last very, very last second, uh, they, get, they get something in their favor for them to not lose, you know? Mm-hmm. And I thought this was going to be another one of those games where we dominated the entire game, you know? Uh, Memo Ochoa saved them from getting destroyed once again you know like he there were so many uh, uh kicks directly on goal that he blocked he had an amazing game um as much as i don't like him when it comes to club play he had an amazing game that game he he saved that team uh but then at the very end last second you know the one kind of uh dangerous play that they have they call pen, a questionable penalty kick you know, like always. Um, and Corona just, just showed up, man, you know, and it's been a while. He looked like he was on his prime. Uh, that team looked like it was on its prime, man. Uh, it lo- they looked unbeatable, which was a shame that everything kind of had to end when they were just in such a role. And hopefully when it comes back, they could just pick right up where they left off. We get Pablo Aguilar back. I, I saw some news that he's almost ready. Um, so maybe this was somewhat of a blessing in disguise uh, for the sport. You know, obviously nobody wants to be in our situation right now, but, you know, I was really upset when Pablo Aguilar got out. He's like the anchor of our defense. So him coming back will definitely give us a big boost. Also Caraglio coming back um, in the uh, in the front will also give us a huge boost, you know, with, uh, with Santi Jimenez, and and all those guys up there, um, I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be fun to watch Cruz Azul for a while. Um, they're they're definitely clicking and it's definitely looking good for sure. Yeah, so hopefully they can they can continue that that run too. So so as I was saying too, so we're in first place, Cruz Azul. If we go over uh, the the table uh, as it stands um, before you know all this happened, we are in first place, Cruz Azul, with twenty two points. And we're followed by, really closely followed by uh, Leon with 21 points. And then it's Santos and America, third, fourth place, 17 points. we got Chivas and 16 points, which they've been going back up. I know they, they were they were down the table not too long ago. Yeah, they, yeah, they were getting hot there at the end too. And then we got Pumas, um, 15 points. So, I mean, you got the, you know, the four biggest clubs in Mexico um, in the top eight, which is hasn't been seen in a while that's, actually <laughs> it's, it's gonna be a fun playoff if it stays that way this definitely would be a fun playoff that's the games everybody wants to see yeah and then you know seventh we got tigres which they, they made their way back you know they were kind of like 
you always, you always want to see you always want to see Gignac out there, man. I love oh, that. Yeah. And Th- that guy's so be- passionate for the game. Oh man, man he's amazing. <laughs> and uh, it looks and it seems like it's the end of, of his career uh in La Liga. Hopefully not. Hopefully I'm wrong and hopefully he makes a running Cruz Azul. I know that there was some talks uh that they were trying to acquire him. That would be like a dream come true. <laughs> but you know, I, I love watching that guy play and that's what makes Tigres very uh very exciting to watch too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, that would be amazing if he if he went mm-hmm. to Cruz Azul too. I mean, I, uh, I've been hearing sometimes that he he said that he wants to retire in Tigres. Though he seems like he he bleeds the the yeah. blue and gold there. And and then in eighth, we actually got um, Juarez. That's too, a surprise. It's that yeah. was that was a surprise of the season there, man. Big surprise there, but you know, I. I I'm personally a fan of seeing, you know, those lower level teams make yeah, it up, make it to Liguilla because, you know, they're defying the the money aspect of the game, you know, where everyone's like, oh, yeah, you all you need is just, you know, a good wallet and then you'll you'll make it to Liguilla. But, you know, they're proving. They're yeah, man, I like I, I like it, too. You know, when Cholos came up, um, that was that was awesome to see. And and then they became very competitive. Um, and then, you know, you got Juarez, um, you got, um, who else came up? Uh, I, I love that Necaxa came back. I love that Leon came back. Uh, those are teams that you always want to see, you know, it's kind of brought me back to the olden days. Um, even though it probably won't happen now for a very long time, uh, you know, I would, I wouldn't mind seeing Atlante coming back, you know, uh, you know, they're far, far away now, but, um, it's always good to see either teams coming back from the olden days you know, and, and, and being competitive and being up there uh, and playing the big teams and just seeing them play again, it's always cool to see, you know? Yeah, because they have tons of history and mm-hmm. they have their own little, like, regional rivalries as well, too. So Yeah, yeah. definitely. But definitely the new ones, man, like Juarez and Cholos. And, I mean, Cholos isn't that new anymore, but the new ones that came up and never went back down, that's fucking cool. Yeah. Seeing the Atlético San Luis too, which uh, another, San Luis, yeah, they're playing by, really. by uh, Atlético Madrid too. So yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, man. And and I think I don't know about you, but so far, you know, with the ten weeks into the league, I think the biggest surprise or like shocker is seeing Monterrey last place with five points. I could not explain that, man. Like I don't. There's no way one player did that, that much damage. You know, like he, was he the only one that left? Uh, what's his name? Um, Pizarro. He, I believe, he was the only one that other, at least you know, of, of the major players. You know that that would would you start. You know, they 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 have one player leave, and I don't think they've won a game. They haven't I, won a game. No, it's just been all ties. To, it is insane to me. I could not believe that a team can go that low that quickly. I mean, it's been months since they've won the championship. You know. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it blew my mind. That's a huge surprise for sure. I'm trying to think back. Like, I, I don't even know if, like, the worst of the worst Veracruz was ever that low. I mean, I'd have to, like, look at the last season, you know, to see if, like, Veracruz was doing that. But I don't – I feel like it's been a while since I've seen a team, like, not win it's a game. It's crazy, man. It's crazy because I don't know what would have happened to Cruz Azul if, if we would have gotten Mohamed, right? That's mm-hmm. ultimately the reason why – why um. Pelais left Cruz Azul uh, because the team didn't want 
him to hire Mohamed as as the new head coach after Kaysenia got let go. Um, And I remember I was kind of like, man, imagine he would have came to Cruz Azul, like the first, he comes, he comes to Monterrey, he wins the championship, you know, and we could have had that, you know, but now just like, damn, did we really want that? Because look at him now, like what happened? And that's something that I was, I've been wondering the entire season, what the hell happened in Monterrey? How are they this bad? You know, with just Pizarro missing, like, there's no way. And, and it might be the case that he made that much of an impact with the team. It might be the case, but it's crazy to see that for sure. Yeah, it's crazy. So, I mean, if, if anybody is probably glad that they just kind of stopped the season, I don't know where it's probably them because yeah. they were like, we, we need this break to like, like restructure, figure out like what, what they're going to change too. So, I mean, I'm sure they're, they're probably scouting like no other. <laughs> To get oh, absolutely. more players for next season. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, best of luck to them. Uh, they're a fun team to watch, especially in their home, their home stadium. You know, um, we won the, the uh, we won the Copa, Copa MX uh, recently, um, in in Monterrey Stadium. That was mm-hmm. an exciting game to watch. I really oh, yeah. in that game, um, and I was uh, to be honest, I'm always worried going into that stadium because it's just a hard stadium to win at. Mm-hmm. Um, and it had been a very long time since since Cruz Azul uh, played in that stadium, uh, but it was a great game, and it ended our you know we 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 were happy at the end there, and uh, you know it, it's always fun to watch him play, and I don't want to see them be that low. Like that's one of those teams that I always like to see be competitive and give us some fun you know content to watch. Yeah, definitely. So with the league being down the league decided to do something for us fans to at least, you know, have some games to watch. Granted, of course, it's not the same. We're actually seeing actual games, but it's the E Liga MX, which is essentially your FIFA Liga MX. And so the way it worked is that all 18 teams picked three players to represent them in this um, season. And essentially, you know, they were picking, I would assume, you know, players that said they were good at playing FIFA would probably spend more time playing FIFA, but I do have my doubts seeing some of the scores, if that's the case. But uh, essentially, that, that's what they did. And each of the teams, they had players, or they have players that have an 85 level. So they made sure that they made it fair for everyone so that you wouldn't have, you know, the top teams with, you know, higher leveled players dominating this league, which I think is, is a cool thing that they, they did that. But I wanted to know, Danny, what, what are your thoughts on, on this? Well, I mean, I'm not happy with, with the way my, my team is playing, um, especially we're so used to winning right now. Um, it's a good idea. I think they could have done, I th- think they could have done a little, a, a little different. You know, I think it would have been fun to uh, get a, perf- a, pro, a, a pro league going, you know, like they're doing now with all the pro players. And they could have done a fan league going where the fans play each other at the end of the, each tournament, they, the champions of each league plays each other They're pro versus fan. I think it would be great to get the fans involved. I think it would create more of a hype for the, uh, for the, for the tournament uh, because, you know, the fans are going to root for their team and the fans, you know, cause we want to see the fans, you know, dominate the pros. Um, so I think it's a cool a deal if they, if they kind of did it a little bit differently, if they didn't want to do a fan versus pro thing, 
Um, they could have done uh, computer versus computer um, simulated games, you know, for us to watch um, at each team current level. Uh, it would kind of give us a sense of how the team or how the league would look if it didn't get canceled. It'd be kind of a sense of actually watching a game, you know. Um, so, again, they could have done a little different, but it is a great idea. And I think they should keep going, but maybe changing it up a little bit. Yeah, it was kind of funny because one of my ideas, or, you know, just joking around, but was like maybe they could finish the league by just doing a, a lot of like simulated FIFA games and then just let's see who makes it to, to the final and <laughs> how that yeah. goes about. I think that that would have been something funny if, you know, they would have at least done it in a comedic way. Like, oh, this is this is who it would have been had it been simulated on FIFA. I mean, the league's right. still going to continue, but there's so, you know, that's maybe that's another idea they could. And who knows, maybe, maybe that's something that we can do. If we want to see it, you know, we can make that happen. You know, we can just simulate, simulate the the playoffs with the current, the current uh, table right now as it stands and see where it kind of ends. And I don't know if it, uh, once it does come back, uh, we can see how close, how accurate, uh, the FIFA simulation would be. That'd be kind of cool to see too. You know what? I think we may actually uh, make that happen now that we have yeah. a Twitch account. So yeah, everyone listening, be be on the lookout for that. I think we we will make it happen. And so yeah, we'll see. Just make, who, just who make sure it. you have make sure you have the Danny, Luis, and John squad on at least on the bench. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Which knowing the computer, they're gonna want to like put us in because we're, we're at a high level. <laughs> So what, what what would you say are your uh, predictions for this tournament? Like, tell me what who do you think is going to make it to the final and who's the champion? I mean, I don't want to be biased here, you know. I always want to see Cruz Azul up there. I think, I think if anyone happens to listen to this that has any any say on this, get one of the players that has been hurt for a while. For example, Caraglio. You can get you know Pablo Aguilar. Check them out. Maybe they've been at home playing FIFA this entire time. You know, they haven't been busy practicing for games or anything like that. And maybe then Cruz Azul can make a run for it. You know, right now, I don't know, man, uh, Atletico. Atletico's playing pretty good. Um, Puebla's playing pretty good. They were on a cool, you know, little winning streak there. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping I see Cruz Azul make it to the top and somehow make it up there. Uh, I guess that's something we're going to have to wait and see. Um, again, that's my, that's my, that is my thought. Give somebody that has been hurt, has been off for a while, give them the sticks and see how they do, because maybe they've been practicing. Um, but, um, I think it's going to be, my prediction is going to be the, the, the teams that we never see in the real league. You know, uh, I think it's going to be something like Atletico versus, you know, Puebla or, or, uh, Atlas versus, you know, one of those. One of those teams is like, it's going to be one of those because somehow those are the teams in the top right now. You know, you see America's on 12th place, in 12th place. Cruz Azul's in very last place. Tigres is like right above us. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy to see. It's funny. Um, maybe uh, because, you know, those teams are, you know, rarely ever make the playoffs. They just spend the entire playoffs playing FIFA and they get good at it. <laughs> that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Uh, because, you know, all the, the quote-unquote giant teams are on the bottom. So I want to see them kind of lift themselves up. Uh, I consider Cruz Azul a big team, so I want Cruz Azul. I want America up there. I want Tigres. I want, 
Chivas. I want that's what I want to see. I want to see games that everybody wants to see in real life, you know. So hopefully it's gonna be America Cruz Azul in a in a simulation uh, in a simulation match, and and we get to to take the gold uh, when America Cruz Azul plays them in the in the E Liga. Hopefully, yeah, that, that would be that'd be an amazing thing to to see. Definitely too. Um, my prediction would be Atlas against San Luis the final, and Atlas actually wins it, and their fans just are like. Finally, they give us something to celebrate, you know, because they, you know, they've gone more, way more time than like we have without a championship. That you know, it's like, come on, G- give, give them something to cheer about. Yeah, yeah, give them something because you know that their fans are so loyal, and I mean the the amount of loyalty that they have, and how much of them actually go to their games and are still, you know, packing in Jalisco is it's just amazing it's just amazing to see how like committed they are to to their team and and mm-hmm. despite the fact that they also have chivas as an option there in the city they choose yeah. to go for atlas they don't choose to go with this team that might be winning more championships and mm-hmm. you know that's that's so amazing so yeah yeah man uh, they, yeah i know they're, they're 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 great fans uh i made friends with with a couple of those dudes from from la cincuenta you know which is a supporters group shout out to them they live in san francisco my friend jose He's a good guy. Um, no, they're 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 crazy fans, man. They have amazing chants. Uh, you know, they go they they go hard in the stands. Um, and for them to support a team that's you know rarely ever good or doesn't anything at all uh, shows a lot. Shows a lot of that pride and shows a lot of that heart. Um, and it makes you appreciate that. It makes you appreciate the fans and the team. So yeah, why not? Let's let's root for Atlas if if Cruz Azul can't can't uh, you know, come back to life. Uh, let's, let's root for Atlas to give the fans something to cheer about. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, hopefully, hopefully we come back to life here. I mean, the, there's a slight, you know, chance of hope that we're getting better because now we got Santi Jimenez playing mm-hmm. in the controllers and he, he lost 4-3 against Santos yesterday, which super close. It wasn't like, yeah. like the other results that we had previously so i mean santi's like what 18 19 years old so you know you know he's all into video games still so oh yeah <laughs> that's a good strategy so maybe they'll, they'll i say give it give him at least a couple games as yeah he, as you know yeah and, and let's see let's see how how he does so mm-hmm. so we also wanted to talk about um the the five calendars that Liga MX is, is contemplating right now. Um, so they are actually having meetings. Um, every meeting, you know, I, I know everybody's bringing up the fact that supposedly Cruz Azul is asking for the title to be handed to them because they they were in, in first place and they were super leaders of the of the, of the league. Um, and I disagree. As a Cruz Azul fan, I don't think a championship should be given to anybody. If you're going to cancel the season, cancel the season and try to restart it at some point with the same, you know, the same, everybody in the same place that they, that they left off. Um, if, if it's not possible to restart the season. Um, I know most of the true Cruz Azul fans don't want it that way. Uh, we haven't won in a long time. We haven't seen a championship, but we're always up there. We're always in the playoffs. We're always competitive. Uh, they always give us things to cheer about. And yeah, they let us down a lot of the time at the end, but Hey, you know, we're always up there. So we don't want to be handed anything. So I think people need to stop saying 
everything leads to Kusasun not getting a title. We don't want that title. We want, we rather see football come back. We want to see football return. So um, the five calendars that they've come up with, um, actually pretty crazy. Uh, they are actually planning on restarting the season on week 11 of Liga MX, uh, which is crazy because Apertura, which is the other tournament, there's uh, Liga MX runs with two tournaments, Clausura and Apertura. Um, Clausura usually plays, you know, in the winter time. Apertura usually play, starts playing around the summertime. So it's, it's kind of getting close to what Apertura would start. Um, so the five calendars, uh, they all lead to the league coming back. Uh, they all lead to the league coming back on day 11 of Clausura 2020, um, with everybody being in the same standing as they are now. Um, they will try to finish the, the, the league of the Clausura league as quickly as possible, which means that they might have to play doubles, um, how do you feel about that, Luis? Them playing doubles to finish the league quickly? I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna tire the players out, and it's gonna, uh, it's just not gonna be a true. Even if I mean, I'm not saying the Cruz Azul wins it or not, but it's just gonna, it's gonna put more obstacles for the teams that were in a good, in a good hot streak. Um, if they start playing double games, you know, what what do you feel about that? Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be really intense, and you know with being too intense, especially in such a short amount of time, comes injuries, sadly. I mean, that's, yeah. that's how the game goes. So it's, it's going to be unfortunate if they ended it up just try to, to try to finish the league ASAP. They start doing just the whole like intensive like two or three months mm-hmm. and where they just have games over and over again. And so, I mean, I hope they really think about what they're going to schedule because if they do that, it's... I don't know. It's just inevitable. I think the, the players are going to be tired. We're yeah. probably going to start seeing coaches like shift their strategy because they're not going to want to like risk some of their players. So we might not even get the same like level of intensity in some of the games. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I really hope that like they take things slowly. I understand that they're going to do some like midweek games. Understandable. It's going to happen. And so, I, I hope that what they end up doing, and this is kind of what, what my thoughts have been with the, with the calendar and what, what they should do, is that they should play the games that they're supposed to be playing for this season or for this, uh, yeah, for the remainder of the season, with league mm-hmm. included, you know, as if, you know, nothing had happened. Right. Play all the way through, you know, if it has to end in August, I mean, if it has to be September, okay, or even even early October. Um, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But for the next season, don't do a Liguilla. Just do a top 17 or top top 18 team format where the first place gets crowned as champion. And the reason I think they should do it until like the second season or after this season is because coming, to, coming up to this season, all the teams knew that there was going to be a Liguilla. So... Mm-hmm. There's, you know, some teams, and I'm sure, you know, Monterrey fans would appreciate this, that, you know, they know that, okay, well, if, you know, if I make it to eighth place, I could still be in the Liguilla. So, right. you know, they still got their hopes up. And, and, and there's other teams, you know, that are maybe more lower level that they kind of plan their season around. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, you know, if we make it to that eighth spot, you know, we'll, we'll clinch playoffs just, just barely. And yeah. so 
I think that they should still finish just because of that commitment they have to those teams and that they were supposed to, you know, have Liguilla and start a new season fresh, knowing that, okay, whoever ends up in first place is going to be crowned champion. And that might even help, you know, that might even make it to where next season we would have a super competitive season where everyone's just playing every game as a favorite final. And who knows, it might even mean that, which I think it's too hopeful. I don't think it's going to go away, but it might even mean that we go back to old school calendar, which I don't know if you remember, um, Danny, that back then, back and we're, we're looking back at like mid nineties to, you know, 80s, 70s till, you know, when the to when the whole um, league started, it used to be that they used to actually pay, play like the European calendar where first place is champion. You got all the teams playing against each other twice, home and away games, and you got your champion. And actually, Cruz Azul, seven of our titles were actually in that format, which is a really intense format to, to, yeah. to, have to go through. But, you know, I've heard it countless times, you know, by a lot of like, like, um, like league experts say that we should go back to that, that, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the more like fair and, and kind of just the system to have, which I personally think that it is the most fair thing to have because you are rewarding the team who actually had the better performance in the season and you don't have to go through a playoff that the team who like just didn't really try hard in the season, they just made it casually to eighth place and then they became champion. Right. And so, you know, who knows, this might lead to that. I don't think it will, but who knows, you know, but I do think that they should do that for, for next season is to, to have that. So all teams know when, or all teams know that they're going to be having a season like that. They can prepare for that knowing that that's going to happen and you make sure that you end the year hopefully you know around like a good time possibly around late december and start your new season back next year back with you know the liguilla play like format if they want to keep doing that but that they they do that next year but at least they make sure that this season finishes good and next season is already taken care of so we don't have to deal with okay well now we're going over so next year and, you know, all these different things. So my, my question, my question about, about them talking about possibly canceling Clausura 2020, which makes no sense to me. If they're going to cancel, if they're going to cancel a, a, a tournament, why don't they cancel a tournament that has not even begun yet? Like Apertura 2020, you know, like why don't they, um, they bring back Clausura week 11, right? Um, and they start date 11 from as if nothing ever happened week after week with their games. It ends when it ends, right? Whenever they do the Liguilla at the end, uh, crown a champion, take a couple months off, um, and then start either Apertura and change kind of like the season of Apertura, Clausura, or start Clausura, Clausura 2021, right? And then, and then, so why don't you cancel Apertura 2021 or 2020 instead of canceling a league that or a tournament that's already that's already playing? There's you're you're canceling um, a league where where teams 
that are really good right now might not be really good next season, you know, because players might leave or they might be trades or they might be injuries based because of this five calendar thing. You know, I feel like they should just bring back uh, Clausura 2020, start where they left off. Don't do the quick, the quick play where they play doubles, even though I would love to see more football, but uh, like you said, there's going to be injuries. There's going to be repercussions on that. So uh, bring back Clausura 2020, date 11, um, and and just go and do your liguilla, do your playoffs, crown a champion, cancel Apertura. Don't even don't even start Apertura. I don't know if there's a, a rule where they have to do Apertura, um, but if they're going to cancel Clausura, why can't they cancel Apertura? That is my question, right? Apertura hasn't started, right? So you cancel that. You go up until like a late the late in the year with, with the Clausura league because it was kind of mid midway through. Um, take a couple months off as an off season, and then you start your either new Clausura 2021 or you start with Apertura 2021, and then just the seasons of the of, of those tournaments will change. You know, um, do you think that would be a good idea, or what do you think would be the negatives in, in them doing that? I think that that would be a good idea, but it would depend on like when when things uh, like go back to normal. Like if say they're like, yeah, Lee can't start up back until like August, which you know could be could be the case too. And how things are, if that's the case, then yeah, I, I would I would say like yeah, just you know just end it. I mean, if you mm-hmm. start it in August or if you restart it in August, you're probably going to be ending. Not like exactly sure here, but maybe around like October time and right. maybe what you just do, maybe you start the next season, like late December or something like that, you know, like just if, if, if their main reason is like, okay, yeah, we don't want to go like have like a break too long, then that could be the case. Um, but I think when it comes down to it, I think that it might complicate things as far as like, if we look at the CONCACAF uh, champions league that, you know, they, they give tickets to, you know, the, both of the or both of the teams that made the final of each uh, season, and that might kind of screw up with how they figure out okay who who gets to be qualified or not. But they when could, it comes, they could also they could also do something like you know how they used to when they when they play Copa right mm-hmm. they play Copa they do like the, the the Liga games they do them on the weekends and then they do the Copa games on the weekdays right mm-hmm. or sometimes on the weekends if possible. Um, why don't they play two Liga tournaments? They could do, you know, the Clausura game on, on, say, the weekday, right? They continue Clausura. They play on, like, on, like, weekdays. And then they start Apertura when it's supposed to start. And that's what plays on the weekends. And they're kind of doing, like, the, they cancel the Copa MX. They do Clausura and Apertura instead of Copa and Liguilla. That would kind of be a good idea too yeah i think really i think when it when it comes down to it i think they i mean for them it's you know it's a business too so i think that they want the next season to happen and that they, they probably i mean they don't care when it happens they just want to make sure that it happens there because it's it's all it's all a business too and, and i think that they want to essentially i think they, they just want the season to like be just done with already and all that and then they want to start a new season, like, fresh with, like, you know, the usual weekend games. you got maybe, like, two midweek, game, midweek games in between. But 
for the most part, I think they're trying to like not have as many midweek games for a new season because, you know, there's less attendance. I mean, I'm sure the TV ratings are much lower than they are in the weekend too. So I think business-wise, they kind of don't want that or they wouldn't want that to happen just because of the, the dollars, which is, I mean, how, how the league functions. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I feel like at that time, even after, especially after being away from sports and anything that for us to watch for that many months, even if it's on a weekday, people are going to just drool at the fact that they just have finally sports to watch, you know? Um, I get what you're saying, but it's like not a normal time, you know, mm-hmm. I like just people just want to watch their team play again. People just want to watch anything, really anything, mm-hmm. anything, any sports. That's why, even though it's hard to watch wrestling, it's the only really sport on right now. It's the only entertainment, live entertainment, sports entertainment that's on right now. So I think if anything came back, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is uh, every, every meeting is, is pointing at the league coming back and not not canceling Clausura 2020, you know? So everything's pointing to the, it coming back and just finishing out the season. Um, so whether they do it weekdays, I don't think it will affect them as much ratings-wise. I think people are just going to be so ecstatic that, that football's back. Um, I feel like a lot of the public will still probably be in the lockdown or quarantine kind of phase. So that'll be like the end of it, but people are still going to be staying home a lot. So um, I don't know. Uh, it, it could, it's, it's going to be interesting to see, but again, I, I bring it back to the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel is that um, thankfully um, and hopefully they do come back. And that's really what matters to me. Yeah, same here. Yeah, what matters is that we, we get to see the games again and you know, hopefully end up as champions ourselves too. So, yeah. yeah, we need it, man. We're due. Definitely, yeah, long long overdue. All right, guys, well, we'll be back after this uh, short break. All right, guys, and we're back. So, Danny, you wanted to talk to us about the salaries? Yeah, man. I, uh, so, during this coronavirus uh, pandemic, um, it looks like the Liga MX clubs um, are going to readjust wages uh, during the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, they're, they're, they're doing it uh, kind of like European style. Um, a lot of the players are taking pay cuts. Um, so, the teams can still pay a lot of those workers that – got laid off due to this pandemic. Um, so it, it's, it looks like they're, they're going for it. They're going to uh, reschedule again. We just talked about it. We're, they're going to reschedule the remainder of Clausura 2020. Uh, but due to the drastic situation across the country and the globe, a lot of the teams from the Mexican league have decided to readjust the player's salary. Um, a couple of the, a couple of days ago, actually, um, uh, the group called Orlegi Group, who owns Santos Laguna, they also own Atlas and Tapico Madero, uh, notify their players that they will only receive a portion of their salary uh, due to the pandemic. Um, also, um, Atlas has joined uh, joined that movement of uh, you know lowering player salaries to pay other other employees. Uh, Pumas and Pachuca have also joined the initiative. Um, 
So I think, I don't understand why every league and every team hasn't done this. I think it's very important that, you know, the players are taken care of regardless, you know, and I think to me, and I said it before in, in the Sacktown FC podcast that I'm not a pro player. I don't know how it feels to get that type of money, but I feel like in this, in this special circumstance, as long as my bills were getting taken care of and my health was getting taken care of, you know, I would, I would not mind at all if, you know, my checks were going to the employees that upkeep my stadium, that sell my tickets, that those are essential employees to each club, you know, without the, the ticket salesman, you, you don't have tickets. So you don't have a salary, you know? So a lot of that money is coming from these people. So as opinion, as a fan, not as a pro player, obviously, cause I'm not a pro player. Um, I don't understand why teams are slowly doing this and now why everybody's already volunteering. Hey, this is the, this is what's going to happen. Cause that is the only way that these, these people that lost their jobs and there's no end in sight can stay afloat and survive. So I love this. I love this initiative. I hope it, it expands for as long as this lasts uh, through the world. Uh, all the leagues, all the teams, all the players should get involved, especially the really, really high paid players. I'm talking the Messies that are not those. I'm talking all those players. And I know a lot of them are donating. But hey, man, like you have a contract. You have a salary that's contracted to you. Give some of it up every month for your employees. You know, plain and simple. As a part of a community, uh, give, up your, give up your huge, huge paycheck. You, you, you live well. You're taken care of. It's time to take care of the community that takes care of you. Day, day in and day out. Yeah, and and like I remember when this all started, there were some NBA players too that were doing kind of that mm-hmm. too. They were donating back to everyone yeah. who worked, you know, for their team in their stadium. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, hopefully we start seeing more of that in in our, our world as well. Because yeah, you, yeah, you look at Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban, I believe, uh, paid their is paying their employees their full salaries until this is over and, and, and laying them off, but paying them their full salaries mm-hmm. that right there is amazing. That dude is a billionaire, you know, and it's going to hurt him. You know, it's, it's hurting everybody. It's hurting every business owner, owner, even if you're a billionaire, it hurts to lose that much money, but Hey, he's taking care of his people. He's taking care of the people that make his money. And a lot of the, the a lot of the players followed his direction and followed his example and donated uh, part big parts of their salaries to to the uh, employees that lost their jobs. Um, so yeah, definitely, man. I think everybody should get on board and 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 hopefully we get through this and nobody's that affected, you know. Yeah, and you know, I think with the uh, Liga Mekis, I think it's it may have you know taken them some time just because I think maybe they didn't really grasp like how serious the issue was initially because you know it, it took them a while to even just cancel the league as well. So I think that's maybe why they're just now getting down to it. Now that they're seeing how like more serious it's getting or how there's more uh, cases coming up in Mexico too. So now they're trying to like figure out, okay, what are we going to do? Because I think initially they probably thought like, Oh yeah, this is probably just going to be suspended for like a month. So we probably don't have to worry about, you know, shifting pay and all this, but now they're actually starting to really realize, okay, this might go on 
for a couple of months. So let's make sure that we adjust salaries accordingly. So, you know, we're able to, to still, you know, maintain ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. So we'll see, you know, we, we hope this just ends quickly and everybody can go back to work and it won't have to be such a huge debate and huge issue. Um, so we'll see, we'll see how it goes, but I, I agree with this initiative and I'm glad Mexico and La Liga joined in. Yeah, I'm glad to, to see that too. So, and unfortunate news, you know, just came to us uh, just recently to a couple of days ago, actually, that the Ascenso MX is disappearing, which I don't know about you, Danny, but it's a really big shame as, you know, someone who like always asked for like pro rail here in the U S to, to see this really exciting aspect of really the world of football, because it's pretty much in most of the leagues in the world, like just go away from our league is, it's just a shame. Um, I know that they, they are planning on doing what they call a Liga de Desarrollo, which is essentially a league of development to help develop uh, new players for, for the teams in the first division. But they're they're planning on doing that to replace it, and they're rumored to have maybe thirty teams being a part of that. Um, and yeah, I mean that they're saying it might be gone for five years, but Ascenso may come back after that. But I think once it's gone, it might be gone for a long time. So the question really becomes, you know, what? How is this going to affect everything? And you know, what what's going to happen after? What are your thoughts? Uh, it's a, it's a shame, man. Um, they left it pretty much up to the teams to vote on it. It's a shame because, uh, there's a lot of teams that went down to El Ascenso, which means, you know, it's pretty much the second division to fight for their spot back in, in, in the first division. You know, I, I just don't think it's fair. Um, especially if you, if you start to have teams that don't win a game in like three seasons, with, that deserve to go down there and, and there's probably teams that deserve to come back up that can't now for five years you know we were talking about Atlante and um, if you even want to go with Jaguares and Los Tiburones and uh, teams that we saw before Leones Negros or stay down there um, those type of teams that are Celaya even Celaya todos, oh, yeah. I don't know they're still down there but there are a lot of those teams that are playing amazing football that are probably, probably going to play better than the, 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 the worst team in La Liga that won't ever have a chance to come up. It's ridiculous. You know, I think it was a great uh, initiative and it, it created a good competitive football. Um, it created opportunities for players and teams. And now it's just, it's just kind of ripped away from them. I don't think it's, I don't think, it's fair man kind of sucks because i like watching those games too you know yeah and you know the the excitement of like who's gonna go down especially you know when it comes down to like that last point or that last game where it's like if they lose they're gonna like go down if they win okay they're gonna stay in the first division and i don't know if you remember a couple years back when jaguares went down that it went literally down to like the last week of play where like Jaguares, like if they would have lost, they were gone, which ended up happening. I think that the other team that they were competing against, I don't remember exactly if it was Puebla or what the other team was, but if they won, Jaguares was gone, even if Jaguares won, 
ended up being, I believe, that Jaguares beat Atlas and the other team won. And so Jaguares was down, but the other team won like at the almost like at the last minute. I think it was when Morelia was about to go down and they ended, they ended up beating or tying. But I think it was a win against Monterrey in Monterrey, if, if I remember the correct season. And it was funny because in the, or funny but sad for Jaguares because in the Jaguares Atlas game, they were thinking they were safe. But then here comes Morelia, like last minute, end up again winning or tying. And then they're gone. So seeing, you know, all those moments and, you know, we, we've had those, we've had those like countless moments in, in the league. Now we're not going to see those. And I think another thing, which is going to be, make it even more worse is that all those lower level teams who, you know, they had to put some money into the team because they knew that, you know, they're fighting like this whole situation of going down to second division or not. Now they won't worry about anything. Now they could essentially put out like a B team. Yeah, they, they want to make it to the playoffs, of course. But if they want to save an extra cash here and there, like they're just going to just play their games and be like, okay, yeah, well, if we make it cool, if we don't make it cool, I mean, there's nothing hurting us from being yeah. last place. That's, it's going to create laziness, I think. Um, you know, a lot, of the, the, a lot of the teams that were always at the bottom of the table um, would still fight even at the end of the season when their playoff hopes were gone, uh, they didn't lay down. They still fought to not get descending, you know, and that no longer is an issue. So it's going to create just a really boring end of the season, um, especially when they announce, like when people start getting eliminated from reaching uh, playoffs, this is going to create a very boring end of the season for those teams that are not in playoffs because a lot of them are going to start putting in B teams. Um, this is going to create a mess. Yeah, you know, it's just it's just not fair for the teams that are working hard to come up. You know, um, so I don't know. I don't. I disagree. I disagree. I think it should have stayed. I liked it a lot. It created it, it created a lot of a sense of urgency for teams. Um, even if you're knocked out of the playoffs, you still have something to play for. Mm-hmm. If you're knocked out of the playoffs now, you have nothing to play for. Mm-hmm. You know, so nobody's going to watch your games. It, this is going to create a big mess. So hopefully the teams don't do that. Hopefully the teams continue to play hard. Um, even if it's just for pride, um, if, if if we're the 15th place team and we're playing Cruz Azul number one team, you know, uh, I want to beat them just because we're the last place team and we want to beat the first place team. Hopefully it's not just like, whatever, man, just put your good players away and better luck next season, you know? Yeah, I mean, hopefully, like, teams don't do that. I mean, I'm just thinking, like you were saying, if, like, we get to those last maybe five games where, like, the teams that are, you know, in the top, they're kind of fighting for that spot in the playoff. If, like, you got teams that, like you said, they have nothing to, like, fight for, they're already low, they're already in last place or whatnot, and then you create, like, an unfair advantage because those teams that play against those teams towards the end of the season, well, now they're going to be playing against, like you said, a B team or, or just a team that just is not fighting for anything. Whereas the teams that play with them or versus them uh, at the beginning of the season, they're going to be playing against a whole different team. So yeah, it's, uh, esen- yeah. essentially, essentially is going to be like the MLS, you know, MLS mm-hmm. have that in place. Um, I was hoping 
I was helping the, I was hoping the USL could become that essential league, you know, mm-hmm. where you have a, a chance. If you're the champion of the, of the USL, you have a chance to go to the MLS and the worst team of the MLS goes down and has to play for the USL, you know, and not discrediting the USL as a bad league or a lower league by any, by any means. It's a great league, but it would be a great the essential league, you know, mm-hmm. I think they yeah. could have, it that way uh they wouldn't have a lot of the issues that the the current like the new mls teams are having you know um it would make it for a funner a funner way to watch football here in america knowing that you know even though us as sacramento republic uh we made it to the mls guess what we have a chance to come back to the usl because you have to play for your spot in the mls you have to earn your spot you have to be good enough to play for MLS. And, and they recognize somebody that has MLS um, quality players, MLS quality play, and bring them up to MLS. They have that They have that chance to do that, you know? So I think it would be a cool way to mix up the leagues, see new teams. I know it sucks for fans that, for example, Necaxa fans that had to look at their team, go down to the second and not come back for so many years. But guess what? They came back. You know, they're back and uh, you know they're they're not bad. That's not a that's not a bad team now. Like they're competitive. You know, but they were in the second division for a very long time. You know, um and I don't know. It's it's going to change a lot of the uh dynamic. It's going to change a lot of the excitement of Liga MX. That was one of the most exciting aspects of it. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what how they're going to handle it, and especially the the lower league teams. I just feel bad for the ones that were close to being coming up, you know. Uh, yeah. That 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 were up next for 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 uh, the first division. I feel bad for them because now they're pretty much sold. But you're done for five years at least. So, kind of sucks, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, you know, hopefully, goes well. I mean, the the idea uh, I was having you know that now they're gonna do this is that hopefully they do some sort of thing where like okay well the bottom teams still have something to fight for because if you end up in like i'm not even sure like if they said like if you end up in like the top 10 or if you end up in the you know maybe top 10 or maybe i mean it could even just be the teams that make it to Ligia, uh mm-hmm. they get like an extra like added bonus of being able to be a part of like the champions Cup. right or like, you know, some other cup that they come up with just so the bottom teams could be like, okay, well, I do want to make it to this spot. Essentially, it's almost like in Europe where you got, you know, your Europa League or you got like other things, you know, for, for teams mm-hmm. that don't make it to champions. Have something right. like that for these teams so that they still give it their all in games. They still know like, okay, I want to make it here because if I make it here, I'll be able to play against teams in the United States that – are going to be able to, you know, get me some additional income to, you know, like be a part of these tournaments and to, you know, maybe even win them. So I think that they, they should establish something like that for mm-hmm. those teams to still maintain that competitiveness and still, you know, give them something to compete for. I agree, man. I agree. Cause they, you need to give those guys something to, to play for, man. You know, a lot of those guys, um, might not ever see a first division, uh, a first division game in their lives. 
that was their chance to see a first division game during Copa games and stuff like that. Maybe they're still going to do Copa. Are they still doing Copa in Mackey's? Or are they going to do away with that? Um, they're still trying to figure things out. I know I read that, you know, now that there's no Ascenso, they're going to figure out if it's, like, doable to do it with, like, the, the Liga de Desarrollo teams, which mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be doable. Honestly, it's going to be, like, it's not even going to be anywhere near the same. I mean, it was already kind of, like, unleveled at times, you know, with the Liga MX team most of the time dominating. So. Yeah. I don't know if it'll be doable with the Liga de Desarrollo, especially if you have, like, B teams of, like, the teams in the first division playing. Yeah. So I don't know what's going to happen with that, too. I mean, it, it kind of sucks because I, I I did enjoy those games, too. I mean, you always saw the surprises where, like, a second division team beat a first division team, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, essentially it was your, your U.S. Open Cup in a yeah. sort of way, too, even though it was only first and second division, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's all uncertain right now, too. But, I mean, I hope if it comes back, it still works out because that was that was an exciting tournament, you know? And it maybe was. that's something they do. Maybe that's the thing that they do with these teams, you know, is that they do the Copa Amakis and they're like, okay, well, if you want to qualify for Copa Amakis and be in Copa Amakis, you've got to be in the top 10 or something like that. So Yeah, so... Yeah, so it's gonna be interesting to see, um, especially the the league. The league is is trying to go from eighteen to twenty teams, um, so they are expecting two teams from from the from the lower league to, you know, if they're able to pay their dues and 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 and, and meet the requirements to get a certificate to join the the, the first division, um, and and most likely the, the, the league will go to a 20-team league instead of an 18-team league. Um, it's not going to happen immediately. And according to, uh, according to the, the president of Liga, um, there's not two teams right now that, re- that meet the requirements to join, to join Liga Imanikis. Um How do you think that's going to go? How do you think they're going to do that? Uh, how do you think they're going to try to get to that 20 team tournament. I think it's going to be a lot like the MLS since, you know, it seems like they're trying to like restructure to, to be similar to MLS and that I think they're going to have expansion teams and they're going to have a fee that goes with that too. So if a team wants to make it to first division, they're going to have to pay a set amount of fee, make sure that they meet the requirements, which one of those being like stadium, make sure you got like a certain capacity and then I'm sure, like, they'll look at, like, other aspects of it, too. But I could definitely see them doing that. I mean, they're following, again, you know, the format of our league over here. And so it seems like that would be the thing that they would be doing now because even before they eliminated Ascenso, that was one of the requirements to go up is that you had to be certified. They looked at a bunch of things, and then you actually qualified. Right, and if you weren't and you were still champion, you wouldn't be able to go up because you didn't meet the requirements. But you would get like a like a cash prize, I believe, is what they did. Um, but that's that's kind of how we see it happening too. And when it comes down to it, I mean, it's probably going to be like quite a while before you know we see a team that can you know meet all those requirements too. And I'm sure there's probably going to be again like a cash 
requirement to like an expansion fee like an MLS. But with the situation that we're in now, I think it's going to be a long while. I mean, at the very least, probably like three years, maybe before we see that. Maybe by the time they actually do this, um, the five years will be will be up. And they'll do, you know, like those those two teams that came up, those will be the, you know, there'll be two spots. If you get to those two spots, man, you're going down. At the end of the season, and you if you're in spot 19 or 20, you're going down. You know, um, at the, uh, at, uh, and then the champion comes up, obviously, and maybe another person comes up. I don't know how they would determine a second team to come up. Or maybe just the, the 20th spot goes down, and then the, number one spot from the uh, Senso league goes up, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that kind of leaves uh, some leeway for, for the other team to try to get better, you know, if they're close to going down. I don't know. Uh, they can do a lot of things and hopefully it works out and they give the young players and the, those lower league players something to play for and we get to still see them play, you know? Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's the hope because, you know, mm-hmm. like, like we, we talked about it here earlier, but, you always like seeing those like new teams that, that come up or like, I mean, I'm sure, I mean, I can't really say much here because, you know, we don't have pro rel, but I'm sure living in Mexico and being in like some of these, like, you know, they're decently sized cities that maybe at one point they had a team or maybe now they have a team and just always, you know, having that hope that like, Oh, hopefully we make it to first division. Like that's the saddest part. And I could name a bunch of cities. I mean, you got Irapuato, Mm-hmm. They had a good team, La Piedad. You have Celaya. You have Nesa with uh, Toros Nesa. So, you know, a bunch of cities. Los Tecos, remember Los Tecos? Los Tecos, yeah. That was uh, a historic team, even though, like, uh, they were always, like, the team that most uh, teams had, had a goal fest against. Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's that, you know, historic element to the yeah. league that they're taking away. And like you said, it's, it's going to be a shame to, to not be able to to see these teams come back up, at least, you know, immediately. And, you know, I feel personally that what this might do, especially if they have like an expansion fee, is that you may not be seeing those historic teams come back unless, you know, they have like an investor that wants to back them up. Yeah. But you're going to be seeing probably the creation of like new teams. Cuervos, cuervos. Yeah. (laughs) Possibly be that, yeah. So we'll see how it goes, man. So. Yeah, so definitely, if anybody wants to be, uh, if anybody's interested in, in Liga MX, uh, talking about your team, how you became a fan, um, hit us up. Hit us up on our social media. Uh, let us know. We'll bring you on the show, um, and you could you could tell us your story and give us your take on anything that we talk about here on the show. So um, follow us. Follow us on social media, guys. Uh, we are still Sacktown FC podcast. Very proud of that. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Sacktown FC. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. We have a couple of Facebook groups that you can join. One of them being Sacktown FC Podcast. Um, you will that will give us that will give you news on our podcast, what we're doing, any new merchandise coming up, um, any new episodes coming up, anything like that. You can keep up on there. Um, also, we have another Facebook group. Uh, we're reaching almost 150 fans on there. Uh, Sacramento Republic FC fans. Um, we talk everything football there, um, either Republic, Liga MX, whatever you want to talk about, just have fun with it, or even just check up on, on fellow, uh, podcast fans or Sacramento fans. Um, just say hi to everybody on there. 
Um, also, please make sure you give, you show some love to our partners, um, CalStorm Soccer. Um, you can find them on Facebook uh, at California Storm, um, IG and Twitter at CalStorm Soccer. Uh, so make sure you show them some love and keep showing us the support and love that you've been showing us lately. Yeah. And if any of you are gamers out there, we actually have a couple of platforms here. Um, we just recently started a Twitch channel under Sacktown FC, which we tend to do some FIFA live games every now and then as well. So, you know, keep up to date to that too. If you want to check us out as we play FIFA on Xbox. Um, if you guys want to play against us on Xbox or PlayStation, we have gamer tags for both. On Xbox, we're under Sacktown FC. You would be playing against me. And then on PlayStation, we're under Sacktown underscore FC. You would be playing with our co-host of the of our main Sacktown FC podcast, John. So send us a message if you want to play against us, and you know we'll we'll coordinate a game there. So we want to thank you for listening to this first edition of the Sacton and Mekis presented by Sacton FC podcast episode. We've really enjoyed talking about Liga Mekis. And like we said before, we really wanted to, to start something like this to be able to you know help everyone understand the league and in English as well, because we've always felt like maybe there hasn't been that much coverage in English of the league. And, you know, hopefully, you know, we get you excited to, to watch a game here when season comes back and and you you stay tuned to to our commentary on on the games as well have a good day everyone and then you'll hear from us in the next episode of Sacktown and Mickey's thanks everyone thanks for listening and see you next time